Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Live from Auckland, New Zealand. And live from New York, New York. Whoa, I'm surprised how how well that went. It's time for Advanced Analytics. Just before we start, I've just got to bring up the rugby. Did you watch it? Yeah. All Blacks got hammered by England in the final, like dominated, wouldn't you say? Oh, semi-final, whatever. I woke up at 4am and went to an Irish bar, which I'd gone to the week before and had been like um, predominantly Irish, but uh, also a lot of Kiwis. And this week it was very much exclusively british people yeah you stuffed up yeah it was horrible listening to them so for people who don't know rugby the all blacks have dominated for almost 10 years since the 2011 rugby world cup where they went unbeaten and won for the first time in 20 years and then um until the 2015 World Cup, they never lost a game, and they hadn't lost a game up until the semi-final. They'd won back-to-back World Cups, which had never been done before, and then all of a sudden they just went crashing out as England was just way too good. Yeah. I've never um, taken a sports loss that badly before, I don't think. I I really took it bad. I really hate England, and um, their preppy private schoolboy vibe which is basically what they are because England is a, rugby is a rich person's game in England as far as I can tell. And um, yeah, just for some reason really liked this All Blacks team, I think. So I was really just like, normally there's, they're quite a douchey team, but this year I thought they were a likable bunch of lads and really sad about it. Yeah, right. I mean, they got truly hammered. What was the um, worst, what was the worst, you've ever taken a sporting game? Like what's the worst loss you've ever taken? Not including playing, obviously. Uh... That's a good point. I don't know. Magic, Magic. losing the finals? Yeah. Uh, well, nah, I don't really remember back to then that well. I was pretty young. I, I, and looking back on this, I was probably on the wrong side of history, but I really hated when the Cavs beat the Warriors just because I was rooting. Yeah, I liked that Warriors team and um, was rooting against LeBron James strongly at the time, even though really he was the underdog and probably should have been rooting for him. Um, and I would have been extra gutted if I'd known what that loss meant for the history of basketball, where it meant that Kevin Durant, Durant went to um, Golden State and we had those awful seasons of the Warriors dominating. Um, but no more, because the Warriors are off to a sh- terrible start and the NBA is off to a, um, a strange start. Um, what's your biggest takeaway from the first week? Uh, well, it's still just so hard to know anything, right? I think. Yeah, like... Well, what's your biggest, like, what's your most interesting story then? Most interesting story was uh, Robin Lopez's story. Of, uh, I, don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about. 
Robin Lopez uh, purchased some Disney World uh, costume. What are you talking prop. about? I'm, what do you mean? I'm explaining it. Calm <sighs> down. Robin Lopez bought some... Uh, he, he bought about, I think, 30 grand worth of... Um, wait, I've got, I've, got a, I've got the facts here somewhere. He, he bought like 30 grand. Him and his friend Brett bought 30 grand worth of um, a costume from Epcot in Disney World. And it turned out to be stolen. <laughs> okay, so just to rewind two steps... So Robin Lopez, the NBA player, I think he now plays on the Bucks. Yes. He was at Epcot at the time, or he was no. just online. Online, him and his friend Brett, who's an accountant, <laughs> I think they paid about thirty grand for the costume of Buzzy from the Wonders of Life, an Epcot attraction. Oh, so they th- two thousand and seven. They thought they were buying like Disney memorabilia. No, they were. They bought the costume of Buzzy. <laughs> But it was stolen. And the first question... $30,000. It's very rare. And Robin asked... The first thing he asked was, is it stolen? And Patrick Spikes, the guy who they think has done it, was like, who um, him and his cousin, Blayton Taunton, not a real name, (laughs) um, they they assured them it was real and they, they, they paid for it. Um, now, Patrick Spikes, he had a Twitter account called Backdoor Disney, which was uh, still going, and it posts just, like, photos of behind the scenes at Disney World. Don't look at it, because it's like, you know, you don't want to see behind the curtain. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty crazy. So, um, they've, got, they've stolen... Well, one article I read said they stole 14000 worth. Another one said 500000 But I was like, if they've sold it for 30000 then they didn't steal 14000 worth, I reckon. No, well, like it could be different. Like they maybe didn't know that it was, you know, how much would you assume that costume was worth? Like I'd say three thousand. It's amazing that there's an NBA seven footer out there who's in the market mm. for some um, obscure Disney costumes and is willing to pay that crazy. The whole thing, bizarre. His brothers uh, love D- Disney parks. No, I, no, I understand that. It's just yeah. still quite an unusual. Like if it was a Mickey Mouse costume, maybe or a Tiggercott, like a more beloved character, but this this Buzzy B. I'm into no, Disney as well, and I've never heard no, of it's this. It's not Buzzy B. His name's Buzzy. Maybe he is a B. What were the name of the, the What were the name of the guys who? St- for a start, backdoor Disney. Just the word backdoor is not a good word to use. Second of all, what were their names again? Spike, Patrick Spikes, and Blayton <laughs> Taunton. <laughs> they have made both of those names up, eh? Yes, blatant is blatantly. Both of them, you can imagine wearing Oakley wraparound sunglasses. G'day, yes. my name's Patrick well, Spikes. Saw, I saw a video of Patrick Spikes in his interrogation, and the police guys are like, "Okay, we're going to have to take your phone." They reach across to get it, and he, oh yeah, because they're like these photos of the stolen goods were taken like on your phone or whatever. <laughs> or yeah. they were like, "Here's this is your car." Yeah, um, and this is your leg in the photo, and they're like, "We're going to need to look at your phone." They reach across to get it, and he snatches it real quick, and then like a fight breaks out where they have to wrestle him to the ground and wrestle the phone out of his hands. <laughs> it doesn't seem suspicious at all. No, um, well, they're going to say that they're like, "This seems suspicious." And he's like, "I just don't want you taking my phone." Where was um? Where was uh, uh, Robin Lopez buying counterfeit? Oh no, sorry, That's real but stolen. I was like, 
No, because I love Disney, and I was like, man, I gotta get on eBay and get some of this like <laughs> exclusive Disney World gear. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you, Paul, for bringing that truly bizarre story um, to the table. I um, hadn't even heard of that. I wanted to start with by saying how weird, um, how strange uh, it was doing a predictions pod. Like we literally did it like on the day or just hours before the season actually started. Do you have any predictions that you made in that last podcast that you regret instantly? Well, after the first two games, my prediction of the Warriors winning it all looked really bad. Yeah. Uh, and my prediction of the Pacers being good and being a top three seed also looks really bad. You so, can't yeah, you, you can't say anything yet, yet because, I mean, the Warriors could still bounce back and the Pacers can still get it together. And they haven't looked that bad. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I guess I guess Warriors fans should be very worried. Yeah, I think they'll be. I think they'll come right. Um, They've got no players, and also D'Angelo just, Russell is going to be the worst contract of the year. My my uh, predictions were again all based on a system, and not, not all based on my my numbers system. I, but we all know about your numbers system. But, um, it's legendary. What it, what it didn't see is how bad all the young guys are. <laughs> Yeah, because um, they uh, can't play any defense. Is the issue? Yeah, they're te- they're terrible at D, and they um they've signed that- D'Angelo Russell to a max contract who can't play basketball. Oh, D'Angelo Russell's good. I don't, I don't think, think he is. I think they. Can I think trade him. well, so far he is the issue, but um the problem is that it's not a system that suits him as well. Like he's a you know kind of a like traditional pick and rolls to style player. And um, they'll need to change the way they play to kind of suit him, which is seems bad. No, I think I think they'll be fine. Just they need the young guys just to get better really quickly. But um, <laughs> it's a pretty big if. But they, what was I going to say? Oh, when I was watching their first game against the Clippers, with like a minute left, I was like, or like a couple minutes left, I was like, the defense hasn't actually been that bad because they've only allowed like. You know, it was like 110 points or something. And I was yeah. like, that's not actually that many points to allow. And then I realized it was the third quarter. And I was like, holy <laughs> moly, it's not over. We're, only, we're not even three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Their defense is horrible. And like the Clippers went on to like, you know, they obviously benched their players and still scored like 140 or something. Um, well, I, I probably had a lot of things that I regretted saying, but um, my biggest one that pops into my mind, like halfway through the first game of the first day was um, Trey Young does actually look quite good and I regret on crapping on him. And maybe yes. my my claims that he's not a good three-point shooter were based on the fact that he didn't shoot that well for half a season last year. So oh, his second as a result, his, great. yeah, but, but maybe I was basing my analysis, my in-depth analysis on... Um, on a season total half. that may have been lo- no, but may have been lower based on the yeah, first yeah, half the being first so half. bad. But um, um, boy, has he come out firing! And I think it's hard to, it, it, like you said, it's hard in the first week to make any sort of judgment. But um, Trey Young looks good so far. Well, yeah, and I and I said that he really passed the eye test in person at that preseason game. Like he really just seemed elite. But um, other prediction, and it's been bad for my fantasy team. Man, Mike Conley is like the worst player in the NBA right now for the Jazz. Yeah. And as someone who has, uh, you know, he's like my second 
franchise player on my fantasy team. He shot Disaster. 6%, I think, in his first game. Six. <laughs> How do you even get a single... I've never even heard of a single-digit shooting percentage. He can still, he can still come right. Um, oh, no, of course he can. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to stay the third worst. I'm not trading him. He might. Um, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, you'd definitely be selling. You'd be selling low. But there's a lot of players who, when you switch teams, they can just never get it back, and like they go from I being a franchise that. player. Darren it Williams. Took it took me back to my days of being a uh, rugby player, where I played for the one of the worst teams. We were always one of the worst two teams, but I I was a little bit like the star player on the the bad team. Yeah. Uh, you know, first five, I played for rep teams. And then eventually our team broke up when I was about 12. And I shifted to one of the best teams, Stoke. And it wasn't just the fact that Legendary I was like, Stoke team. Legendary. Legendary Stoke team. I just got instantly... Was just ter- was just like not good anymore. I just wasn't a star anymore. It was crazy. Yeah. So you can relate to Mike Conley on many levels. Yeah. Also, going back to rugby briefly that rugby the british team that you're saying like how you don't like them because they all feel like um rich um, private school boys or in england as they're called public schools weirdly um their kind of star player that guy owen farrell yeah he i looked him up because i was like i was wondering i was like i bet he went to like eton or something yeah and he actually kind of didn't but what he did do, which was noteworthy, was his dad was a rugby player who played for England as well. Yeah. And had him when he was about 17, which wow. meant they played professional rugby for the same team. Is that not crazy? <laughs> that is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um I haven't heard that since... Um, who was that legendary first five for the Tasman Marco back in... The, oh, shout out to Tasman Marco for winning the championship. Although, F him for blocking me on Twitter. Fins down. Um... Who, what was the name of their first five? Marty Banks. Marty he Banks, um yeah. he played a game for West Coast Buller with his um uh he played a game on the field a, a, like a like a like a rep game when he was fourteen with his Fancy. three older brothers and his dad. Amazing. He was fourteen and his dad was fifty. <laughs> That's awesome. How good's the West Coast of New Zealand? Eh? Like imagine playing rugby when you're fifty. It's um it's unbelievable but i guess that's noteworthy about um owen farrell and his dad playing i think it was for the club saracens in england yeah their coach at the time was eddie jones who is now the coach wow and he also coached south africa to the world cup uh who are you you rooting for the final england or south africa well south africa for sure but i don't think they're gonna win well based on the semi-final they won't but like the way these games seem to... like I don't know if you watched um, South Africa versus Wales, but it was the worst game of sport I've ever watched in my life. Um, mm. If you don't have a rooting interest in rugby, it can be a very poor spectacle to witness. And um, like NFL, I think NFL is the same. Like NFL is 100% based on having a vested interest, whether it be through a fantasy team or a, um, uh, a team mm. you support. And if you're just watching yeah. a game, of which I went to a game recently, I saw the Minnesota Vikings play... Um, the Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. And it's just, I love the atmosphere. The stadium is like the best thing I've ever, stadium I've ever been to. The crowd is unbelievable. The hype is fantastic. The band outside of Bogans playing Lady Gaga songs is amazing. 
but then just the actual when you're actually just watching the players play football it's so tedious and boring and literally nothing good happens and i I, I put rugby in the same in the same category Mm. i would say a lot of sports are like that in terms of like you know watching cricket i don't think would be great if you if you're not supporting a team or baseball but i'll tell you one sport which i think you can watch with with no interest and still enjoy because it's just a beautiful sport to watch. Basketball. And great highlights. Basketball, which is uh, what oh, the sorry. podcast's about. No, no, I was just I was just bringing it back in a nice way. Yeah. Um, I was just just wanted to say that I really like the sport of basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I didn't mean to step ste- step on your um punchline there. Shout out to Basel player Carl Anthony Towns for what his Joker video. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Um, I was just oh. going to say. What, what okay i was gonna say for his play on the court but i want to hear more about his joker video what is that oh he just i don't know where he posted it i just saw it on like um twitter or something and it was just him someone was like carl anthony towns is really getting into halloween and he'd like dressed as the joker but he had a walking cane for some reason and um it was more heath ledger's joker rather than Joaquin or um jared leto or nick um nicholas what's his name who do you um, think the best joker joker was i reckon jared leto yeah leto man suicide sure. squad squad was a great film he's so twisted he was the most <laughs> twisted of the jokers and remember how the stories were like he was doing all these pranks on the staff like and the people he worked yeah. with um it's like no like behind that the scenes. film turned out how it did like, <laughs> horrible working conditions because like jared leto is like putting dead rats in your like bag and stuff <laughs> <laughs> um, was um, Carl Anthony Towns was it cringeworthy him doing the Joker uh, no nah, I, I thought it was kind of lovable I thought it was kind of lovable because it's like he'd actually like edited it and put music behind it and I didn't really know what it was for do you reckon you know, he did it or do you reckon his friends did it I don't know because it uh, seems quite weird that like a big time basketball celebrity would be spending like hours sitting down cutting this thing but who knows maybe he did I think he's kind of a nerdy guy. Speak for yourself. Um, Yeah, I am. I I do. um, Carl Anthony Towns has had an amazing start to the season so far. Um, I mean, if the if the Wolves can be in playoff contention, um, he would have to be an early MVP candidate. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I wrong? Probably. It's too early to say though. eh? like who else? I I, Trey Young started amazing, but I, I I'll. I still love hating on him. Um, there's just a few players I'm just prejudiced against, and Trey Young's definitely one of them. It'll be hard for him to maintain this elite, elite level, but he could still be an all-star. Um, speaking of all-stars, speaking of MVP candidates, um, what the heck is James Harden up to? What's happening with him? I don't really know. Oh, he just, he, he just can't... He's bad? He can't shoot. Um, at all he started like shooting like a worse percentage than Russell Westbrook which is completely the opposite right. of what anyone was expecting but he still somehow has a decent true shooting percentage because he shoots so well, many goddamn free throws, free throws? and yeah, everyone on the internet just hate, hates him more than anything no but everyone on the internet I saw was like despite shooting this his trooper shooting is somehow still this and it's like what do you mean well, some, like it's clearly the three throws He's, he shot like 20 free throws it was very satisfying when he slammed the ball in anger and it hit him back in the face. Um, very funny. Similar to seeing Trump getting get, getting booed at a baseball game. Um, anyway, the the point is that the Rockets 
um, are going to be a contender this year. It looks like it. Like you know, if he starts making shots like he, you expect him to, um, then the Rockets will be really good. Westbrook has mm. started solid, and um, I wish he would get. I kind of wish bad luck on him. I don't want to wish an injury, but um, I don't know. I, I just kind of want Harden out of the picture because I, 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 I know I preseason I said I was rooting for him in Westbrook now, but I, I just can't get behind Harden. He's a bad person, and he, um, no. he's got a, he's got they a trash can rules. for a heart. I think they should put in a James Harden rule, which is like certain players can only shoot a certain amount of free throws, and once they get to their limit, the other team gets to choose. Who shoots the free throws? <laughs> that's a good. That's and good like, and well. Well, if you don't want us hacking James Harden to send someone who's bad at free throws on their team to the line, sub them out. Or do you feel sorry? Did you see the video of LeBron's hair falling out in the game? I didn't understand that because I saw it, and then when I watched it, I was like, I couldn't. I was like, I can't see his hair falling out. Was no, the it's just not good enough when I watched no, I just, it. It, no, it wasn't really falling out. I've kind of embellished it, but like it was just like looking really bad, and it must oh, have yeah. fallen out. It didn't fall out like in video, but it just you could see it looking te- like. I had a nightmare that night that all my hair was just going to fall out instantly. It was stressful. I have that dream a lot. Does, does, it doesn't sound it's like recurring. a good, doesn't sound like a healthy a healthy sort of dream to have. No, it's terrifying. Um. um Okay, what next? Is it that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out? Yeah, are there any other really noteworthy... The Suns don't suck? Oh, I don't know about that. It's too early to say, right? But yeah, yeah good, but good so start. So far, they don't suck. But oh, yeah. DeAndre Ayton failed a drug test after the first ge- first game. Are you just Googling like NBA news right no, now and just no, no, finding no, no, no. out what happened? Well, I'm not looking. The only thing that's open on my computer is the NBA standings, and I just looked down and saw the Suns at two and two. Um, but the Suns, yeah, DeAndre Ayton, they had a great win in their first game, so the NBA was like, something suspicious is going on here, <laughs> and so they drug tested DeAndre Ayton, and he failed, and he's looking to miss 25 games. It could and they be claimed it was an accident, but that's just. He needs to say what it was. Like, I reckon... Okay, it, was ma- okay. ma- it, it was a masking agent that makes you... It yeah. It's like to do with peeing. Yeah, piss but, um, I just take that... Um, yeah. I just take that even when I'm not um, trying to hide from drug tests just because I really enjoy pissing. Um, sorry, man. I, tr- I tried a joke there and uh, no, didn't, didn't quite execute it. Um, I it. It, might, it may have been that he had weed in his system. Remember... Um, don't they have another player? Is it Josh Jackson or someone is suspended for weed? So, like, maybe he yeah, was but like. Looking at him, it definitely seems like it's PED. <laughs> he's like <laughs> oh, the most he looks jacked. jacked. Yeah, he's jacked as hell. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, good point. And, and I mean, this he's opens. Got the puffy face. This opens he's the, the old puffy face. can of worms um, that we always get into, which is are all the players on PEDs? And, I mean, mm. at least they're testing for masking agents and catching. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Someone, I mean, that's, that's positive, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You um, only need one... one player, one player to like come forward and go, I know I played a bench role on the 2008 Washington Wizards and I can tell you that the players on that team were taking, you know, like there's so many people who go in and out of the NBA every year that there must be quite a few who know about PEDs. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. OJ Mayo, if you're out there listening to this, speak up. No, he got done done for um, recreational drugs. I know, but he's got like, now he's got like a chance to avenge it and bring everyone down with him. It is good to see the Suns um, doing all right, and who knows? Maybe they'll be the um, Sacramento Kings of this well, it year. Turns out Rubio is the, um, you know, the the Jazz now look way worse without him. Well, not way worse, but just like Mike Conley seems like a massive downgrade at this point. Yeah, Rubio, man, you legend. got there's a lot there's a lot to be said for Ru- Rubio. He he's not a good NBA player because he can't shoot from the perimeter, but he's great. Um, distributor set up point guard and he also um, uh, plays good defense like it's a pretty yeah. valuable player to have yeah big time love the guy he his uh, career was his career was like the opposite of Delavadova where he was like a white point guard but whereas Delavadova had no expectations and somehow um, surpassed them or easily surpassed them Ricky Rubio had like the next John Stockton uh, expectations so when he couldn't live up to them his kind of whole career in my mind at least and I I guess in a lot of other people's minds has been a disappointment so um, yeah RIP to Rubio but um, good to see you're you're being um, appreciated now finally yeah was he the MVP of the um, uh, World Cup as well I I don't know I I think think he was who Was was then or do they have that? Or do they have just like an all-star five? They might just have an all-star the five. player of the tournament. He was the standout player. Um, if yeah. you try and go- Google it, you can. But if you don't, then I, I don't care. Um, yeah. I feel like it's that time, right about that time, for the stars, for the stars to roll on to out. Roll on. Yeah, you're going to say something about Magic Mayhem? Uh, Ricky Rubio was the player of the tournament. Thank you. So shout out to him. Um, The Magic season has gotten off to, I'm going to say a poor start. They're, They're currently actually in the playoffs. They're in the eighth seed. And I know it's early days. What they've but, um, played played three one one, played three one one, lost two, one of which they definitely should have won against the Hawks. I feel like they should beat the Hawks, but so far the story has been they have been shooting horribly, and I know you're probably going to say they don't have any good shooters. I can already hear you thinking of saying. I wasn't that. thinking that, but now that you say it, that is quite a good point. Here's the thing. Last year, they were basically in the middle for field goal percentage. Yeah. This year, they are the worst team so far through three games. The worst shooting percentage with 38%, which is like usually the worst team in the league is about 42%. Um, yeah. 
So like even like that Bobcats team from 2011 who were like the worst team ever, like they mm. would have shot at least like 42%, 41%. Yeah. So they're shooting like historically bad, but the good news is they're still managing to stay in games and make them close despite just not being able to shoot at all. And I think they are getting good looks, but it's just so far there's like guys who who are good shooters, Terence Ross, Vucevic just like can't buy a basket. Um, but the good news is they have stayed in games. Like they lost to the Hawks basically on a deep banked three by Trey Young that he like threw up and banked in somehow. And did you watch the Raptors Magic? Yeah, I watched. I watched most of it. I switched it off because I was like, oh, the and the you know the um the Raptors were just pulling way away, but they pulled they pulled themselves back into it. They pulled themselves back in, went up, took the lead with about four minutes to go. And then, you know, you're going to say, this is a classic thing of me to say, but I felt like they did have a little bit of bad luck with some refereeing in the last two minutes. It was literally anyone's game, tied game, and uh, Pascal Siakam got away with what was possibly an offensive foul where he pushed Jonathan Isaac over with his arm, which would have fouled him out of the game. It was a no call. It's like surely it's a block or a charge. Um, Then basically... Kyle Lowry who is playing well for my fantasy team so far he uh do you have Kyle Lowry on your fantasy team yeah I've gone really point guard heavy we should probably go into a quick fantasy for you hate Kyle Lowry I hated him last year and but um fantasy is just about numbers I don't even look at the name um all I see is numbers I was but, like, when um, I was watching the game, I was like, because Kyle Lowry was doing a lot of bullshit and complaining to the refs a lot. And I was like, man, Paul is going to hate this so much. He did like no, a it James. Makes it, it makes it less hateable when he's on your fantasy team. So yeah, yeah. You've been bought, man. Because he was doing that James Harden dick thing where you, um, where a guy puts his hand out to try and stop you and you just, you know, you you pull yeah. your arm oh, into it and, sh- he, and th- shoot a three. So, so that was basically what happened at the end of the game. You know that that call that last year they tried kind of getting rid of, where if you go around a screen on the three-point line and then just... Yeah, jump into the guy. Jump into the guy. It's um, not a not non-shooting foul. Yeah. So that that's exactly what happened. As he was going around the screen, um, Fournier started fouling him, and then he, he jumped up and shot it, and I was like, on the ground. He got three three-throws, and that was like game over. Those three yeah. three-throws just ended it, and it's like... I. Yeah, I, I, it does. I hate these rules, and I hate the way the players play to them and stuff like that. Harden, Chris Paul, Lowry. But at the same time, I do wish the defenders would get a bit smarter. I was just watching Chris Paul oh, do it sure. to people. It's like they put their hand there, and I understand why you do it because you want to have your you you want to challenge the player so they think twice about dribbling or shooting. But the way Chris Paul just waits for you to put your hand there and then drags his arms through your arm and then throws mm. the ball in the direction of the hoop. It's just so frustrating. It's like you do have to get to a level where like the Spurs used to, as a joke, guard Harden by keeping their hands behind their back. And it's like that's not a bad thought for certain players because they do this so frequently that, um, yeah, there's got to be a a slightly smarter element to the defense than just constantly falling for these old tricks, even though though they are hard to avoid. Big time. But anyway, Um, uh, the Magic, I'm still confident they're going to have a great year the shooting's going to come right and they're going to... Well, the yeah, East the dangerous. East is looking pretty poor and um, the defense of the Magic is amazing. 
Like they are just yeah. like they every game is like a they're going to be one of the worst teams to watch in terms of every Disagree. game is like a slog fest in the like, in the 80s. Okay, Markel Fultz is like a highlight machine with putback dunks and He is a little bit, passes. yeah. Yeah, highlight he also did um fall over and get his ankles broken at one stage <laughs> by Fred Van Vliet. So he also yeah. makes highlights in that way of um being on the receiving end. But man, he's had some pretty good dunks so far. His but, fringe uh, makes him look so dumb. He's got him and Aaron Gordon, <laughs> their photos they've taken this year. It's like, come on, NBA social media people, just go, let's take another photo. Because you just look, they've got like these kind of like stone grins and they've both got kind of like slightly saggy or squinty eyes. And his fringe, he just looks like the stupidest guy ever. And Gordon the same. And... I know I hate Gordon every year, but man, I, I find Gordon to be the most hateable player in the NBA. It's like every year, like this year, he's going to be an all-star, and then he's back to like having zero points, and it's the third quarter of the game. Um, it's just so frustrating the way a few of these players for the Magic, unfortunately, just never change. And, and when I say never change, I mean Gordon, Fournier, Vucevic, Fournier's um, Vuce- actually been great. Fournier was great against the Raptors. Like we would have, got, I think it would have been a blowout if it wasn't for him. Well, he's a yeah, he's a he, he, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a he can score, but it's just you know, like any time you get your hopes up for him, he will he will break your heart by next game. He'll okay. have twelve points. Okay, this is a segment about celebrating the magic and you've just come out and you've started insulting their faces no 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 (laughs) um i I like like now award a new uh, award and it's the magic player of the week (laughs) and this who wins it goes to uh jonathan isaac in the off season i bought his jersey a little guy called jonathan isaac (laughs) who uh had a career high 24 points in his last game against the raptors great defensive team uh, he also really um, defended Siakam well, like lowered him to like maybe 20 points or something rather than like 30 something. And uh, he's top five in blocks and top 20 in steals. The guy is unbelievable and I love him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The, there's a young core there at the Magic who are looking um, like they're improving. And even Bamba seems to be making slow, slow steps in the right direction. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to. Turn out okay, I'm sure of it. Do you know what? It's time for a bit of guy I've been thinking. Do you mind indulging me? Yeah. It's time for one of the most decadent indulging indulgements you can do. Play the sting. Guy've been thinking, guy've been thinking. Guy've been thinking and guy have come up with something. Guy've been thinking. Okay, so the way you build an NBA team, in my opinion, has changed. And previously, the idea was that you tank, you lose games, and you try and pick up a franchise-changing player, right? That's how you do it. Um, You can also trade for a um, franchise-changing player, say James Harden at the Rockets, they traded for him. And then when you've got that player, then you slowly build a team around him. Now, I'm here to tell you that that is a bad plan. And the reason being is building the rest of the team is still so hard because the bar for these teams now, the teams that genuinely are championship contenders, aka the Warriors the last few years, the Raptors last year, um, the Clippers this year, the bar is so, so high for an elite team Mm -hmm. that drafting one good player and then building six or seven around him is like 
so is too difficult. And my example for this is Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves, a team that tanked, you know, and tried hard to get as many first round picks as they could, and they've managed to get one player who, let's be honest, will probably leave in about three or four years when they don't do anything in the playoffs. Anthony Davis and the Pelicans, same situation. They have five years of this player on a rookie deal or whatever. He th- mm. They can't get any success, and he leaves for a better team. Um, my next example is Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. And don't get me wrong, I think the Bucks are going to challenge for a championship this year and be one of the best teams in the East, but I don't think they're a realistic you know, top four team. And unless they magically improve somehow or he manages to learn how to shoot threes, in three or four years' time, he's going to want to leave too. Yeah, okay. So the way to build a team now is actually the opposite. It's actually the thing the Magic are doing now, whether they want... The Magic, I don't think we're trying to do this, but they've done it by being bad for a lot of years and not being able to find a superstar, is you want to build a solid team, ideally defensively, but like a 3 and D team of, of good players, and then the last piece you get is the superstar, the way Kawhi Leonard has been winning championships by moving from team to team, the way LeBron James did it by moving to the Heat, a team that just needed you know him to take them over the edge, and then and then while he did that, then the um, Cavs built themselves up with first-round draft picks, and then he went back there to be the final piece they needed. Hmm. So you become a team that has got a great platform but is not near the team. Like the Raptors are that now. They haven't wanted to be that. Obviously, they're that because their star player left. But like, just say a player like Kyrie Irving got desperate. I'm not saying we want him or anything like that. But say a superstar player, Carl Anthony Towns, got desperate at the trade deadline. If Carl Anthony Towns went to the Raptors and they didn't give up too much more, um, they would be immediately like a finals <coughs> contender. Or Kyrie, you know, but that's maybe not the best example, but that's kind of how these teams work now. You just create a solid foundation and then attract the superstar as the last piece. Okay, so just to get this clear. Yeah. The way to build a championship team. Yeah. Is to make a good team. Yes. But you're not building around a superstar. You're building a, a, a solid yeah. roster and then getting the superstar as the last piece in a crazy trade. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is, isn't really any, anything that new. I, I, I call it nesting. And that is you build a nest for the superstar, nest. the hawk to the fly into. To yeah, because they're jumping. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying. What, 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 what I'm saying is, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is, um, this is like a new idea because obviously this is what happened to the Raptors. They're like, we'll be good, we'll be good, we'll be good. And then when they saw a chance to trade DeRozan, who wasn't good enough for, um, uh, you know, uh, a, a better player, they did it. And now here's, the Clipp- the Clippers have managed to do that as well. Here's Paul. Don't lie. Jumping on what you just said. Do you think? The Raptors could have won last year with DeRozan. No. And the reason being is because... The 76ers. No, 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 no. And the... I mean, I thought you were going to say whether the Warriors were completely healthy or not. And I mean, it's a big... It's a big what if. Like, the same injuries happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Obviously, you you couldn't foresee those happening. Yeah, that's that's a really good question in terms of, like, say... Say they had the same team, but with DeRozan, and they managed to get um, Gasol, and they're going for it. And then the Warriors had admit, these freak injuries. You've got to admit, Masai, Masai has to be counting his blessings a bit that like the the, the injuries did happen to the Warriors. Because say, imagine if the Warriors had won, 
Mm. And, you know, then he he gave away, like, imagine there would have been hell to pay. No, like, I don't think, I honestly, I honestly don't think so. I, I know maybe I'm saying this with the benefit of foresight, but like, everyone at the Raptors agreed at the start of the year, when I say everyone, like I was talking to them, I mean like everyone who is a Raptors fan agreed at the start of the year that while they're gutted by this trade and a lot of people were angry DeRozan was gone, they're like, it's worth it just to have a shake. And as long, if they went out in the first round, there would be a lot of a um, back scratching, uh, back, what, what's the expression I was looking for? Back scratch? No. There would be yeah, a lot of like, uh, backstabbing, I guess. I don't know what I was going for there. But like, yeah. because, because, because they beat, they, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and were in with a chance, like people were happy at that point. And the fact they won that amazing game um, against the 76 is one of the greatest playoff games I've ever seen in my life. Um, where with the last minute shot from Kawhi yeah, yeah. made it even more valuable. And the fact they won was just, was all gravy. But just to make it to the finals, which let's be honest, when it started, no one expected they were going to, you know, they were still the underdogs. Um, no one was calling Raptors really. Um, uh, yeah. It, what, what, I'm surprised it was, there's going to be more backlash at Danny Green for leaving. Because like, is he even from LA? Like Kawhi, it was always like, oh, he just always wanted to go home. He was always going home. Yeah. Danny Green seemed to just like slip under the radar. No, winning, like- winning, cures, winning cures everything. And these players were traded for. They didn't want to go to Toronto. And they did amazingly well. Also, Danny Green was real bad in the... Uh, he was great in the playoffs, but real bad in the finals. And um, I think so, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And so, as a result, like you don't go, oh, that was a key player. Even though he was a real key player, just not in the last games that you mm-hmm. remember him playing. One of the highlights... That I didn't really see get shared in the Raptors Magic game the other night was OG Ananobi, whose big things are expected of him this year, like filling the gap. Yeah, uh, he got he got a st- he got quite a few steals, and one of them he got a steal, had a breakaway dunk, and he tried to, well, he tried to do what can only be described as a reverse double pump, reverse <laughs> where he so it's like a double reverse because he's backwards and he's double pumping but then it's also a reverse dunk in the sense that he tried to dunk the ball upwards through the bottom of the hoop (laughs) and out the top it was one of the weirdest things i've ever seen and will no doubt be like a shacked in the full nominee oh yeah you gotta you gotta upload that i i did not see that and so what he he tried to do a reverse pump jam but accidentally put it through the bottom of the hoop instead of the top yeah kind of aminu did try and sprint back and block him so he, Aminu was kind of there trying to block him, but it definitely looked like he was, regardless of the block attempt, he was going to dunk it into the bottom of the net anyway. It was Hilarious. bizarre. And afterwards, they were like his teammates were kind of like, what are you up to? And he was just looked kind of confused and, and quite shook by the whole thing. Um, well, um, I, I'm going to go back and look for that now. Um, I think that should be our time. You're going to go off to see a movie? Yeah, I'm off to the movies. Any final things to say or words of encouragement for the listeners out there? Um, I'm trying to think if I've... I'm going to an NBA game tomorrow. Who are you going to go see? I'm going to see the Brooklyn Nets take on the Indiana Pacers, who I'm really hoping start turning things around to prove my prediction of them being the next team to take the leap uh, how, prediction. How... Um, you missed a great game at the Garden... Um, Yesterday, Bulls versus Knicks turned into an absolute stunner. Yeah, 
I'm probably not going to go to many Knicks games just because their tickets are the way more expensive than Nets. But it was and the first time in like five years there's been like, as far as I know, a hyped atmosphere at the Garden. It was actually really cool right. to see. And they also okay, bo- very sadly booed De- Dennis Smith Jr., which was yeah, uh, sad because he seems like a broken died. man. And his family member died. So pretty messed up. Um, but quickly, before the game tomorrow, we'll just touch on Kyrie Irving. Supposedly there's already rumors that he's uh, toxic in Brooklyn. Have you read about that? Yeah, he's he's yeah he's so good though that I'm like the they'll just work around him. I reckon like it's like LeBron right. has rumors that he's a bad guy to play with as well, or that like no 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 actually sorry not that he's bad to play with, but you know there's always rumors that when things are going bad that he is really awful and you know changing his team and firing his coach and stuff like that. I'm like if Kyrie mm. Irving is playing at the level he's playing at, I reckon I mean, they'll they just haven't put looked up with great. Him. They're one and two. Oh yeah, but they, you you got to remember they're not they're not expected to do much in the East, which is again pretty easy. Like they're pretty much guaranteed to make the playoffs, and he's going to average thirty five points a game. So like I I wouldn't react too. I'm ho- I I don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to more stories about Kyrie being a nutcase come in, come back. But like yeah, he's a difficult and a bit of a dick. But like I think they'll just put up with it for now. Yeah. If he stops producing though, he's doomed. No, I think it's just wins and losses because. You can't just look at points totals because he's definitely going to score 30 a game. But it's about wins. He's very, that's, very that's good. That's the only stat that matters. Oh, who did you predict for Rookie of the Year? Did I predict Ja Morant? Because that's a prediction that I could be proud of. Holy shit, he's had a good start to the season. I know he's on one of the worst teams. I'm pretty yeah. sure I predicted Ja Morant. Right. I think I predicted Zion, but I mean, he hasn't played, so... But, I predicted um, he's not going to play a t- game in the season, and I stand by that. A prediction, prediction of mine that went has gone well is with one of my last picks in fantasy. I spent three dollars on a guy called PJ Washington, the rookie for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, because on my um, rookie ranking system I tried devising, he came out looking good, and well, he was near the top, and I knew that he'd have plenty of opportunity in Charlotte because like they've got no players. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, he's been he's looked pretty awesome. So well, that's a good rookie prediction. I mean, shout out to um, PJ Washington, and shout out to anyone who wants to pick him up in their fantasy league. That's all for advanced analytics for this week. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that. <laughs>